So I need you guys first before I lay the story out for you. I need you to understand something. I never been in a hospital except to visit or to do a checkup. I never had to be admitted in the hospital my whole life. And um, which is crazy. I think about it, what a blessing that is for me to have never had to be admitted to a hospital. I left the bracelet on, I still have it. Um, Thursday, I was admitted with the, um, the, fifth, the, 20, the 15th, thank you, February. Um, so there was blood and I didn't know it was blood, but my urine was purple. And I mean, it was purple, like dark. It had been like that for three days. And so, uh, of course, Lindsay and Nelly were like, you know, you need to go to the hospital. You know, my mind is like, yeah, it's probably just the beet juice and you know, I need to up my water game. But um, I followed them, the instruction, and I went to the, to the hospital, the mercy room. I told the lady at the front desk, you know, what the situation was. And she didn't even say, go sit down. She was like, inside, let's go. So she took me inside, took my blood, took my urine, came back and said it was blood um, in my urine. And the first thing they did is announce cancer, right? It could be cancer. So the first thing they threw up. If not that, your liver is failing. Just the, the worst possible stuff. Now, I didn't know that doctors do this, right? I didn't know that they go to the worst possible place. So... I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Um, I'm standing there going like, wait, what? Hold up. Like, they poked me and pushed me in the side. Does this hurt? This should be hurting. You don't feel pain here. I'm like, I feel absolutely zero pain. Like, I feel no pain. I'm fine. I'm walking around. I'm fine. So they, you know, tell me, okay, we got to do cat scan and, um, you know, they put you in the, the hospital bed and, you know, I said, it's cold. They gave me a blanket and I'm laying up there in this bed. And of course, all kind of thoughts of, okay, well, it's cancer, you know, the devil, you know, the moment that she spoke over me that it, it was, it could be cancer or liver failure or kidney failure, kidney failure, you know, right away, just the enemy came in with all his friends and then just started having a party like, okay, so all of this and you think you're going to get married or you're going to die. And, you know, just every fear that could try to come at me started coming at me. So I, um, I reached out to Edwidge. Well, I reached out to Nelly and she reached out to Edwidge and Sherry and Lindsay. I think that was it, right? Sherry Edwards Lindsay. You, you do a mouth thing. You, you can put it in the chat or unmute. Either way, they were praying and I was praying. Um, and I laid there. I kind of nodded out for a minute. And I love that scripture I quote it every day. He blesses us, his beloved even while they sleep. I nodded out for a minute. It wasn't long. But while I nodded out for a minute, I felt the presence of the Lord, and I said to God, now, I want you to understand this, where the tide shifted for me. It wasn't a long bout. I said, oh, I'm not doing chemo. So either you heal me, or I'm going to go put my affairs in order, because I'm not, you know, 
Either you hear me or I'm going. I mean, that's it. I'm not doing it. And I took that stand and something rose up in me and I said out loud to the enemy, if I live, I win. If I die, I win. Oh, death, where's thy victory? Oh, grave, where's thy sting? You cannot control me with fear. And right at that moment, or, or you can't control me hanging death over my head, is what I said. I, I refuse to bow. Right at that moment, Nellie texted me and said, we're all on the Zoom. Do you want to get on Angie? That's who I left out, Angie. Thank you, Dr. Brown. Um, so I got on the Zoom, and they had just finished praying, and, and um, I let them know the revelation that I'm not going out like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not. Matter of fact, I'm leaving out something, but this is important. Um, I threw the cover off of me and got about the bed and put my shoes and stuff. I'm like, I walked in here. Why you got me laying up here in the bed like I'm waiting for the Grim Reaper to come and give me a final report? I, I, I walked in here. Like, I'm not laying up in here, you know, and you want us to turn the light off so you could just, you know, and they, literally they turned the light off in the room and closed the curtain. I'm like, hold up. This is some bull crap. And I cut the light on, open the curtain back up. And I was like, look, I'm hungry. I, I want, can I go outside? No, you can't leave. Well, can I, can I just walk around and, and something? Like, I don't want to stay in this room. Like, I'm not going to sit in it. I'm not going to sit in this room, right? So they walked me out to the vending machine. Long story short, get on the call with the, with, with the family. And they're talking about they're going to do a CAT scam. And, um. Okay, I didn't know the difference. What I, I've heard CAT scan, I didn't know what it was. Do you guys know what a CAT scan is? You heard of it before. Okay, so CAT scan is like a very expensive x ray, but it's for soft tissue. So x ray kind of lets you see your bones and stuff. CAT scan shows you all your organs. And so it's, it's, a, it's they, they pump like iodine into you and then it shows up. So it, Basically, it's the x-ray of soft tissue. Okay? So now you have to go do that. Now, so 45 minutes. Basically, I was in the hospital for eight hours. I was there like the whole day, waiting for them to come back and tell me either I have cancer or I don't have cancer. Well, before I went in the room, while we were all on the phone together, I said, just by the Spirit of God, because I took a stand, not because I was a, such a strong man of faith. I felt all the fear and trepidation that would try to come on a person. But I took a stand. And I said, uh, while everybody was on the on the Zoom with me, uh, I'm believing that they will find nothing. Um, and at that point, I was free. It didn't make a difference. I was, I was set for the news, however the news came. Came and got me about a couple hours later. And, but they stayed on the phone with me. I just want to tell you guys, Thank you so much for that. I mean, y'all didn't have to stay on the call with me like that. They refused to hang up. They, it's like they were hanging out with me in the hospital without being in the hospital. I kept saying, you guys could go. And they was like, no. And they just stayed there and laughed. And we joked and we talked. And I guess the people outside at the desk and stuff, they're like, he in there laughing and giggling. We just <laughs> gave him this news. And he's in there just having a good old time laughing and joking with his family. And that's what I was doing. Um, they came and got me eventually. They took me in. And um, 
did that whole process. Then I got to go wait another hour for them to come back and give me the results. And uh, at that point, I was already, I was done. I had, my mind was already made up. I went to the bathroom. Urine was yellow with a couple of red dots in it, like red circles, dots. Okay, so I saw that. So, okay. So the other guy's going, maybe it's kidney. You know, maybe you had stones and you passed them. I said, don't, doesn't that hurt when you pass kidney stones? I, mean, well, I, I didn't feel anything. Again, absolutely nothing. So doctor's on his way back. I have to go again. Urine is clear. I mean, literally clear, right? Doctor comes in the room and he, he kind of has a little smirk on his face and he says, well, I got some good news. I'm like, mm -hmm. there's no cancer. Okay. There's no kidney stones. We don't see any lacerations. Okay. Honestly speaking, we don't even know why you're here. Like, you could go. And I was like, yeah, because God healed me. Well, you know, you got to be careful because, I mean, if you keep bleeding, you know, it could be cancer. I said, do you just love throwing that word around? Is that something you just like to do? Is that is that I said, why do you go there first? You know, that's the most horrific thing you could throw at a person. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, we just want to make sure that you stay away. I said, no, that's horrible. You you kill people's hopes by doing stuff like that. I said, you really need to you need to be like, I didn't say shame of yourself, but pretty much shame of yourself. for doing stuff like that to people. And I said, he said, well, you know, maybe it was something you drank, you know, made an exit. Dude, you came back with results and said it was blood. I'm not a vampire. I don't drink blood. So, it, it, okay, you can't try to say it's something else now, right? Trying to back out of it. You said it was blood. God healed me. Just admit it. Okay, well, you know, you, let me. we're going to have that IV taken out so you can leave. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go on somewhere with that mess. I... I came out of there with a, and this wasn't like the message for the day, but I guess if it is, it is. I got a whole different appreciation for life going through that because they threw a death sentence at me and I didn't blink. And I know it's because we have been doing our daily devotion. And in that daily devotion, I had, I'm fit, I'm healthy. And God told me beginning of January, add the word healed to that. And that was preparation for such a time as this. The enemy brought it. He came with it. And he he meant it for evil. He wanted to take me out. But I didn't bow to it. I stood, and I only know I stood because I have been being prepared with the word for such a time as this. I, I guess... I'm sharing my praise report and testimony today to say you can wait till you find yourself in a situation and fall on your knees. Or you can have yourself prayed up and when the enemy comes, like a flood, God raises a standard against him because the spirit in you rises up and meets the occasion. You're prepared. I start to see what's really important in life in a way and what's not being faced with it, I I can say to you from the other side of it, I'm grateful for the experience. Um, I'm grateful for the power of being in the word and staying in the word 
and having somebody that's in the word with me every day. Um, if you don't have a prayer partner, grab one. It's a blessing to have that person remind you every day, okay, are we going to do the scripture? Or if she don't remind me, I'll remind her. But it's good to have, you know, what, one put a thousand to flight, two put ten thousand to flight. Um, I am grateful to God, not that I'm healed only, but that my spirit was stout and strong. I didn't have to go to a whole long wilderness to find my redemption. My redemption was in my mouth. I have been speaking it since January 11th, every single day. And I've been speaking it. I'm healed. That in times of trouble, he'll deliver me. And with long life, I will satisfy him. God gave me those verses to put in there. He would call on, I, he, he would call on me and I would answer him. With long life, I will satisfy him. I will deliver him in times of trouble. He will see the salvation of the Lord. I, that's God's word then to me. And I took that word. I've been speaking it every day. Speaking it every day. Speak the word, saints. Speak the word. Stand on the word. Please do your devotion and get it together. Um, I don't even want to go into no message. I, I feel like I just needed, if I didn't come to say anything but that I am healed. And that's the title. That's what I wrote down. I wrote a whole little note, note that I said I'm going to put on social media. But I am healed. God healed me. And I don't know what it was and why it was happening. But I know that my God is greater. And um, thank God that it waited until I got Medicare so I don't have to pay no large doctor bills because I would have sat home and just probably died. <laughs> but my father, you know, he knows what's good. He began to put on my spirit and also do Nelly, you know, telling me immediately, like, no, you need to make sure you get this. As soon as you get, oh, you need to get the coverage. You need to have this. You need to start getting yourself checked. You need to look out for yourself. You're at that age. You got to watch out for yourself. And not from a scary place, but from a proactive place. It wasn't from, oh, my God, something could happen to you. It wasn't coming from that spirit. Um, God's faithful. I worship the Lord of everything. He's the Lord of hope. He's all different kind of Jehovah's. We know what kind of all the Jehovah names. And I, I love all the Jehovah names, every single one of them. Um, but God, my healer today, you know, today, God, my healer today. It, it was a blessing. I don't want to be redundant, but I just, I'm just, my heart so filled with praise. Um, for me to be able to say like, I didn't know how to conduct myself in the hospital at 65 because I've never had to be in the hospital. I don't even know what that's like. You know, eight hours was like eight weeks. It was just long and arduous. I got to the point where I, after I had made my confession, they did the CAT scan. I was like, if you don't pull this needle out of my arm, I'm going to pull it out myself because I'm ready to go. Like, you know. Email me the results. I literally said that. Just email them to me. Like, I'm ready to go home. Because um, when faith takes over, it's not you anymore. Did you hear what I just said? If you stand on the word like you're supposed to stand on the word, 
in those moments of trouble, faith takes over and it's not even you anymore speaking. You take no thought of what you're going to say, but at that self-same hour, the Holy Spirit will speak through you and he'll tell you what to say. And it got to a point that once I made the decision, you're not going to bully me with death. You're not going to hold death over me. I'm not going to be afraid of death. I'm ready to go. If that's what it is, it is what it is. Once that that power was taken away from that coward, right? He had nothing. He had nothing on me. But that came from standing in and living in and, 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 and meditating on that word day and night so that when he comes, you don't have to go scrambling to find a prayer book. You have the word already in you, steeped in you. And um, I hope I encouraged you. I hope I blessed your heart. Um, I am so grateful right now. You know, I'm so grateful that's, you know, that's, they threw the big, they threw the biggest, scariest word they could throw at me. And I stared it in the eye until it blinked. You know, you can't push me back. I know who my savior is. So Father, I just want to thank you Give me the opportunity to have this testimony to share. This is my testimony. I've seen you move in my life and finances. I never had a situation where I had to stand for my life and my health like this. And you did it. Well, the COVID thing, right? But it wasn't, it wasn't this kind of a threat. And I thank you, Lord God, that I am here. And I'm standing here today again as a testimony to your greatness and your goodness and your mercy the fact that you are true to your word and you watch over your word to perform it, the scripture said, and your angels watch over your word to perform it. So Lord, I pray that we keep your word in our mouths, in our hearts. We meditate in it day and night that we may prosper in all things and have good success. And we worship you and we bless you for it. In the name of our Savior, Jesus, amen. And amen.